Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I believe in this team and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. A lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Everybody, Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now. It is a Monday. The calm before the storm. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Buy a new or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time. Meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is at digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Lots to get to. World Hockey Championship, where the Edmonton Oilers coaching situation is at right now. May have a resolution on that within the next 24 hours. Uh, what else? So oh, we'll talk a little bit about basketball. 
all coming up in the next hour and a half on Oilers Now. 12.35 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers, our regular Monday contributor to the show, Jan Shannon. Oh, yeah, we have Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final tonight, too. Going to hit on that. We will open up the phone lines. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. They have the cult. Taking the stage at the River Creek, Friday, June 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Not your small town dealership with a new, huge, state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore star for Brendan at Brendan Escott. Uh, John Shannon, 1235, calls 105. Playoff Stanley Cup final predictions. I believe Jack Michaels of the four of us. Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, Brandon Escott, myself. I believe Jack has already won the playoff challenge. I went one for seven during the opening round. It went downhill from there. It actually got worse after that. I think I've got one more series right since then. Hey, what can you say? Brandon, how was your weekend? Good. Full of Eskimos, as a matter of fact. Full of Eskimos. So you were down there yesterday. Were you doing? Uh, are you the sideline guy this year? They replaced uh, the old Brendan with the new Brendan? That's correct. How much yeah. fun did you have doing that? It's wicked. Perfect day, and uh, they played some pretty damn good football out there, too. Preseason. So Against now, a lot of the Lions seconds. Yeah. But it looked good. <laughs> so the home team dresses their firsts, and then the road, they, they dress their seconds. That's right. Eskimos got, what, a 22-7 win yesterday? That's right, yeah. All right. How the return game look? Because that's been a question mark. My much, much better. In fact, that was probably the highlight of the game. Okay. Now, BC scored a return for a touchdown as well, did they not? They did. Uh, right. So coverage might have to tighten up, but they look like they've got some guys who can uh, maybe take it back to the house here. What were you doing Saturday night? I was uh, out in the town, I believe. Watching I was ba- out on the town. Oh, you, were, you, were you watching basketball at all, anywhere? Uh, before I went out on the town, you bet. That's Canadian history was made right there, folks. Well, we did invent the game, did we not? So does it not make sense that the uh, Toronto Raptors are on to the uh, NBA final where will they be lucky to win a game against Golden State with all due respect to uh, the significant talent that uh, at least one of their players has because they've got arguably one of the five best players in the world on their team and a guy that's been an NBA uh, MVP before you know who we're talking about Kawhi Leonard but I mean realistically can they win more than a game against Golden State I genuinely believe that that depends on the health of Kevin Durant. Right now, as the as their roster stands, Bob, I think the, the Raptors have a puncher's chance, believe it or not. But we'll see how Well, you those, always have a puncher's chance. Those. I mean, you can take a team that has not one NHL player, not one guy that scored a regular season goal, and beat a team of pretty good Canadian NHL players in one game. But in a series, do they have a puncher's chance? I don't think they have a puncher's chance. I think Golden State wins a series in five or six. But Leonard's been unbelievable. Not the biggest Kyle Lowry guy. I am not. Uh, I used to watch a lot of NCAA basketball back in uh, maybe 1983 to about 1990, 91. I'm not the biggest NBA fan, so I'm not going to BS you. But, I mean, you follow. You know what happens down in the States, Brendan, is hockey is a complete non-factor in the U.S. Okay? It is. To the point that the National Hockey League makes more money off Rodgers than they do off NBC. And yet they sit there and placate the American ego. That's part of the game, part of the challenge that we have. Um, but Americans love telling you how good they are at everything. You know, 
like gun violence. They're really good at that. I digress. Uh, bottom line here is NBA is a huge deal in the states. When we're so when I'm hosting the show, Brendan, the moment I get off the air uh, in the U.S., I'm watching the various machinations of ESPN or Fox, and it's in the in the fall. It's a lot of NFL and a lot of college football, and after February first. It's a lot of college basketball, and it's a lot of NBA, and there's very little NHL. So I watch a little of it in the second half of the year. Obviously, Golden State five years in a row to the NBA final. Throw it out there right now, Texas at 6.30, Would it be an upset if Toronto won two games in the series? By the way, should you automatically have to be cheering for the Raptors, by the way? Is it un-Canadian? If you, I mean, I wanted Toronto to beat Milwaukee. I'll be the first to admit to that. It was interesting to watch. But I think Toronto will be hard-pressed to win two games in the series. I really do. I just think Golden State's that good. We shall see. So that's one of the things that was going on on the weekend. Brendan, you know what else was shaking over the weekend? We'll get to the World Hockey Championship in a second. The Memorial Cup? Well, there was that, too. I lost interest after Guelph got eliminated Friday night. I second that. Okay, sorry. Now, you know, Quebec had teams make the playoffs this year in the Quebec Major Junior League that won under 20 games. 16 of the 18 teams in their league make the playoffs. They load up two or three teams every year. It's only the second time in the 50, year, uh, 50 years of the Quebec League that two Quebec teams have played the Memorial Cup final. I, the Oilers didn't have any players. I guess you could argue maybe, hey, should they be looking at Raphael Lavoie? By the way, the NHL uh, combine takes place this weekend. The interviews are actually taking place as we speak uh, for uh, the Oilers organization. The other thing that was occurring Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, was getting lots of calls. Where are we at here with Dave Tippett? Now, John Shannon has reported there is uh, fully expected to be a news conference tomorrow. As many of you know, you understand the drill. You get how it works. The NHL does not like to have teams make announcements on days of Stanley Cup finals or on travel days during the Stanley Cup finals. So theoretically, here's an example. So today's game, tomorrow is a non-travel day. It's an off day. Tuesday would be an open day. The league would not frown upon that. Wednesday is a game. Thursday is a travel day. They would prefer not doing announcements on the Thursday. Friday is a practice day, but would be an open day. So Tuesday and Fridays, if you were to announce hypothetically Dave Tippett as the next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, you'd do it on Tuesday or Friday because you would want to avoid game days and avoid travel days. Um, I have absolutely no idea on the makeup of the staff. I think we all believe it's one name and one name only, and that is Dave Tippett. And speaking of Dave Tippett, let's go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Brian Lawton making the show uh, two appearances in a month. He's the guy that threw Dave Tippett's name out there long before Ken Holland had been named the general manager. This was on the day that Kelly McCrimmon was promoted to be the GM of the Vegas Golden Knights, taking him out of the mix for the job in Edmonton. And Lawton threw it at the, at the, at the end of the interview, my apology, um, threw out there, keep an eye on Dave Tippett. We followed up two weeks later as Dave Tippett clearly became the number one candidate. And Lawton had this to say on his former teammate as a coach. I know Dave better than, you know, a little bit. I was teammates with him. 
and the Hartford Whalers. Some people equate Dave defensively because he was a defensive specialist as a player. But as a coach, uh, the thing I like about Tip is that he's one of these guys. There's two types of coaches. The coaches that want to coach the way they coach, and they don't care who they have on the roster. And there's coaches that are flexible, that are going to figure out where the strengths are on the roster, and then they're going to coach the team appropriately, meaning that they may be more defensive-minded or they may be more offensive-minded. Tip is the latter. He's a guy that uh, if somehow he ever did end up coaching the Oilers, and I certainly don't know if he's going to, but if he did, uh, they'd be really lucky to have him. He's a forward thinker. He's a great communicator. And I would expect, uh, knowing Tip as well as I do, that uh, the Edmonton Oilers would reach new heights and be as exciting as, as you've ever seen them. He would want to utilize the weapons that they have and uh the whole thing about offensive defensive to me is overblown i'm i just watched the games for st louis and boston and these two teams the strength of both of them is rooted in the defensive side of the puck for both of them and they're in the final so you can figure it out from there all right so that's brian lawton who then added some additional comments on tippet saying that tippet is offensive minded i mean you can go back to his teams in dallas you can go back to the uh, young stars in the World Cup where Tippy was a coach on that team with Todd McClellan for that matter and uh, Tip's knowledge of the offensive guy a lot of times you know you have tough guys that are not coaches as don't coach really that way you have guys that were skilled players that coach tough you have guys that were defensive players that are more offensive minded I would say Dave Tippett is way more offensive minded than your one texter was giving him credit for all right, so there you go. Those are some thoughts from Brian Lawton, who knows Dave Tippett well. Again, we uh, all reports indicating a press conference uh, likely to be tomorrow. John Shannon and Mark Spector, both from Sportsnet, our Monday and Tuesday contributors to our show, have both put that out there so far. So now, in terms of the staff, uh, I, you know, you, you, you always look at coaching trees. It's no different than uh, when NFL coaches get hired and who they've worked with in the past and that sort of thing, and college coaches and where those college coaches graduate from and go on to coaching tree wise uh, you know Jim Playfair is a name that's out there so too is Mark Lamb Mark's the GM and I think the head coach currently up in Prince George in the Western Hockey League that is not exactly a grade A location in the uh, WHL uh, regarding Playfair I'm not even sure what Playfair is doing these days but I will tell you that uh, multiple people out of Calgary have told me in the last week that Playfair it would not be a surprise if he was theoretically in the mix uh, for a job in Edmonton. Now, that being said, uh, the Oilers have Trent Yanni as a defense coach and a penalty-killing specialist. Uh, he's highly coveted around the league. He had a top uh, five penalty kill three years in a row in Anaheim before coming to Edmonton last year where the Oilers were bottom five last year. Again, I think they were 30th. you got to win face-offs to be a good penalty-killing team today in the NHL. And you got to get stops in the PK, and the owners didn't last year. they got to change their personnel around a lot. Um, in terms of Glenn Gullitson, does he stay? Don't know. Manny Viveros, does he stay? There could be a, a you know... If you've got these guys under contract, maybe Tippett comes in and and keeps two of the the, the uh, three assistants. If it, I guess I'm not including Dustin Schwartz, he's also a goaltender uh, coach at the Oilers and technically an assistant coach. 
my feeling is Edmonton needs some continuity from last year's staff to this year's staff. I think that is important. I'm going to be very intrigued to see uh, when things shake out exactly what the orders uh, do moving forward. Do want to do this just before uh, we get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like branded camping chairs, coolers, and more at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his staff will take care of us. Yesterday, I uh, watched uh, the entire... By the way, I, I think it's got to be stated. Did you watch the... Well, you were working the Eskimo game, so you missed the World Championship, Brendan. Uh, the work that uh, Gordon Miller and Ray Ferraro do, uh, I think Ray is an outstanding color man. Uh, he's self-deprecating, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, they're knowledgeable. they got a great handle. They put their time in on that tournament. Uh, they did an excellent job broadcasting the games. TSN does a real good job of that event, and they load it up. I mean, they're able to load it up because they don't have NHL playoff rates. Um, that being said, uh, Canada was defeated yesterday 3-1 by Finland. It's a good time for Finland. They've got a recipe for success. They're competitive in virtually every tournament. I mean, what, they're the reigning world junior. Did they win the the U18s too? I think yeah, they won the U18s, the World Juniors, and the World Championships. They won the World Juniors. I'm trying to recall, yeah, they won the World Juniors. Pretty impressive. They were damn lucky to win yesterday. I mean, a one-one game headed to the third period. You're outshot twenty-one to three, and you get two goals. Matt Murray probably two to three goals against them. He'd like to have back. Canada squandered some opportunities. It's great. It's a way bigger deal for European countries than it is for Canadian. Uh, for Canada, don't get me wrong. Canada played really well. Uh, they had a good team there. Not a great team. Like the team Todd McClellan coached in 2015. That was a great team. Canada winning in 2016 and McDavid's rookie year in the NHL. Pretty good team. They went uh, back again in 2017. Lost to Sweden in a shootout. They lose to Finland in a game that could eat as. Hey, Canada is always in the mix at that tournament, and the depth of Canada gets reinforced by this statistic. The highest-scoring player for Team Canada in that tournament yesterday was Sean Couturier. He had 76 points in the regular season. Canada had 11 forwards that theoretically would have been available for the tournament, meaning their NHL teams were eliminated by the end of the first round. Um... 11 guys that had 80 or more points. You want to hear a list of them? Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Stamkos, Marner, Braden Point, Jonathan Huberto, Tavares, who went over and got hurt. McDavid is obviously injured as well. Giroux, Mark Shifley, Sean Monaghan, who was dealing with an injury in Calgary, and Jonathan Tace. Okay? 11 guys with 80-plus points. I know the Americans didn't have, you know, Castle and Wheeler, um, but 11 guys with 80 points. That's how deep Canada is right now. That's of the guys that were available. We're not even including, you know, Patrice Bergeron as an example, who would be an automatic. So great for Finland. It's a wonderful story, but it also reinforces what I've said for years. In a single elimination game, two things happen. Number one, all the pressure's on the favorite. And number two, the officials manage the game. They don't officiate the game. And if you watch the first period, Finland was really aggressive and frankly probably got away with a little bit of chippiness. And Canada didn't get any free looks in the power play. 
And one of the things that has to happen in international hockey, at the Olympic level, Canada's so good, it can just wade right through it. And the Olympic is best on best. So everybody's piped in and all in. The officiating from European officials has to get to the same level as some of their, uh, some of their country's uh, teams, right? And the advantage at the Olympics is you have NHL officials over there. The best NHL officials work in the Olympics as well. That was part of the deal. So, hey, terrific story, Finland. They didn't have one forward that was an NHL forward, right? They won. They didn't give up any goals. They dived on the grenade for each other. They found a way to win. But... It's not systemic of a greater challenge for Canada in any way, shape, or form. Not when you have 11 guys that theoretically could have been available if they were 100% healthy. And you didn't get any of those 11 guys, and you still played as well as you did. Canada outshot them 44-24 in the final game. And I have seen way better teams lose to way worse teams in single elimination tournaments, uh, I don't know, since the mid-'80s because that's how long I've covered the U of A Golden Bears. And in years that they haven't won, the exact same thing happens. Game gets officiated, managed evenly. Teams get the same amount of power plays, even though one team's got the puck for two-thirds of the game. It's just the way it is. It's not a big deal. When we come back, uh, in one minute's time, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 1227 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Quickly into Elite Promotional Marketing's NHL today. What do you got, Brendan? All right. Well, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals does start tonight uh, between St. Louis and Boston. Coverage beginning right here on 630 Chet at 6 p.m. Now, Odd Sharks says the Blues are the underdogs as they start this series out on the road. The Habs re-signing defenseman Xavier Ouellette to a one-year deal where $700,000, and that came after they re-upped with Brett Kulak for three years with a 1.85 AAV. The Jets uh, also doing the same with Laurent Brassois for one year at uh, just over $1 million. Miranda Randa wins the Memorial Cup yesterday in a rematch of the QMJHL final against the host Halifax Mooseheads, a 4-2 victory. That makes it back-to-back wins for the Q. The WHL has not raised it since the Oil Kings did so back in 2014. And then we just talked about it, uh, the final at the World Hockey Championship yesterday. Finland, with just two NHLers, knocks off Darnell Nurse and Team Canada 3-1 to capture gold. As Bob suggested on Twitter, their fourth gold medal game in uh, Canada, anyway. Fourth gold medal game in five years. Russia picked up the bronze over the Czechs. It should be mentioned, the Russians had their four best forwards playing in that tournament. Let's go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Kidev and corporate tenants for you, so you don't have to worry. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.